Welcome to Beholder's Eye, Season 3. I'm Alex, I'll be your host and your DM. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst war of all stripes, civil, holy, and the threat of an imperial invasion, one group can bring this all to an end, one way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can. Um, last episode, uh, we continued some very interesting fights in which they all pretty much resolved. Uh, the death of Tanahano happened, and then also the death of Drayson and Zalara. So that's that was a thing. Um, we ended up with three one fights and resolved and a satyr yelling at rosie to basically just to kill in for an extra soul so that's fun <laughs> and she didn't do it <laughs> so where we're open this time is on calendar as we see the gargantuan form of tataman come crashing down on the city People are screaming that the universe in giant form smashes his way through all the levels of the city. Destruction and explosions erupt around the gates into the keep. Magnar has Ilva in his arms, and Vadhava leads him out of her ancestral home with her parents in tow. Where are we going? Sophie yells. Shut up and follow me, mother! Vadhava yells back. To the Crystal Tower! And what good will that do? We see a figure slink in the shadows. Dulot appears. He has Orion, his bow drawn. You see him again, boy. Just do as you do in the woods, Orion says. He's the one in league with those who betray me. Act as you did in Sin El Nur. Complete our bond. The heart of Shamhara lights up. It explodes forth and shoots out light brilliantly as it arcs across the entire tower level to the crystal itself. Instead of the crystal's normal rainbow effect, the tower illuminates bathed in light, which is both the whitest of white and almost blue. Energy pulses like a heartbeat. From that energy, figures appear around the tower. They are beings of, of crystalline energy and light, humanoid in shape, riding on what appear to be great eagles or birds of some kind. An outline of two great doors appears with runes of a long-forgotten language emblazoned upon them. Tataman lets out a cry as the crystal guardians on their eagles fly toward the embodied universe. The doors fling open and all in light are drawn to it. Magnar, you've got your in-laws in tow, your baby in your arms, your wife in, your, in front of you. What do you do? Dulod, also, be thinking about what you do. You'll go next. All right, so are we inside or are we... No, no, you're running? On the, you're running to it. So you've got the keep out there, the crystals, the actual crystal towers are toward the back, near, you know, built into the mountain itself. Um, which is what the whole city was kind of focused around. So you guys are, are running toward that. It's known as a place, you know, of safety, even though nobody's ever been in there before. So that's the the natural, at least nobody alive has ever been in there before. So that was the natural thought. And then obviously with the heart of Shamhara there, it, it illuminates it and these doors have opened. You've got your in-laws in tow behind you. Okay, where is the heart of Shamhara? The heart of Shamhara is, is lit up um, and it, it you see the energy arcing from the shadowy corner so you can actually see this like light arcing over your guy's head and it's massive now like a, a river of energy just flowing toward the tower so you can actually see its source 
Um, okay. Uh, so I think the Magnar's first thought is get Ilva and Vadahatva to safety, but he'll seeing the heart, and I guess he just knows it's the heart coming from someplace. He'll say, where did you get that? But he's going to keep running. Come follow us to safety. Lord, what do you do? Do that will drop uh, drop his bow or put his bow away, sort of thing. Stow it, and I will follow them, but not say anything. All right. As Dulad starts following you down, there's a loud crack. A throng of Kalandorians rush toward the opening, bathed in bright, warm light and safety. Tatoman bellows and comes, throwing his arms toward the crystal tower. Then there's the sound of a tear as the fabric of reality itself has been ripped apart. A portal forms as energy from a different plane of reality explodes forth right next to the crystal tower. We see a boot step through. It's familiar to us as the audience at least, but we're not sure who. We pull back to see a full humanoid form start to step through the portal, and we will cut back to the tribunal. We hear the sound of the train as it leaves the table, and standing there are Garen and Mole with good, neutral, and evil. Good says... Well, I really am very sorry about this. Law just sometimes gets very emotional. And then he'll just use himself to justify his own emotions as though it's logical. He works backwards a lot. Would you care to come see the fights? I do not know if I want to see my friends die. Yes, it is very sad. Almost more so for the others. Your friends at least had the choice. That is true. Deal. I... I would wish to see the fights, I think. Um, the... I think if somebody will die today, they at least deserve to be remembered. I suppose so. Very well. All right. Good grabs a doorknob from the middle of nowhere and pulls it open. A door appears, and you guys walk through some velvet curtains to find yourself in a box seat. You see the different stages in front of you, and they are as described last time. It seems to be four of them, though as your focus goes to each one, that becomes the one that is illuminated or is uh, focused on and takes up your whole view. So you're able to see each of the fights individually. This is a neat trick. Yes, yes it is. Tell me, why, why did you not choose to fight? I do not like being a pawn for something that I think could be resolved just by doing. Law seems to want these souls out of vengeance or pride or whatever, yet he can just do what he did before. He could seal it, and yet he does not. He wants blood, and I cannot be a part of that anymore. I agree. It seems pretty arbitrary to me that Law has just decided that this is how it will be, and that really... You know, it seems like not many people have much choice in the matter. Um, I, I would hate to be a part of this. I feel it's unjust and unwise to, to kill these people who seemed to not fully know what they were doing. Hmm, yes. You know, we exist so much and don't really interact other than through our actual existence with you humanoids. It's always great to actually sit here and speak with you, for we are as we've always been, yet sometimes perspectives can change and a new focus can help align the multiverse. So what is it? Oh, oh, that poor, poor man over there, the Drathen, is it? This this seems like a very, very unfair fight. This isn't, who, who organized this? <laughs> Indeed it does. He does not seem to be able to hit our friend APU, which no. good for APU. <laughs> no, but hmm, it seems that law 
being so strict in the way he wants to do everything would have organized this somewhat better. That makes no sense. This is not a fair fight. Uh, tell me, um, when the rules of this engagement were told to us, we were told we would need four souls. Oh, mm. what of the fight over there on the bridge with Tanahano against the other two? What happens if they win? Yes, what does happen if they win? This doesn't seem as though we're set up in a way that makes sense. Well, I guess then Law just hopes they don't. That does not seem very fitting of Law. No, it doesn't. Perhaps more chaos. Well, yes, yes it does. As I said, Law many times believes himself to be rational while acting from emotion. He works backwards many, many times from his goal to create rules that are the law. It's why my friend Evil and he are so intertwined so often. That makes sense. Hmm. Did you have uh, anything specific you guys wanted to ask of good? Anything you wanted to say to each other during this? Uh, yeah, actually, I would love to ask a good a question. Um, if we're watching this and, you know, we're, 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 we're talking, um, especially with the kind of subject matter at hand, you know, watching something that, like, I feel is innately unjust. <laughs> um, and since it's something that weighs on Mole's mind pretty heavily all the time, um, they'll ask good, the embodiment of good. Um, so you are supposed to embody good. Um, tell me, is there an objective good in every situation? An objective good? Things that promote the most amount of discomfort would be the way to say it, though the word itself, there is no real word itself to define ultimate goodness, at least not in a way that you can understand, with the least amount of harm. So the good option is not the one that has no, no bad involved, but creates the most good in the process. Is that what you're talking about? I think that would be fair. Then what is the end goal of good? If good is working towards something, then is there a is there a stop to good? Is there a something that overrides all? I'm not sure I'm following what you mean. That's okay. I'm not sure I'm following what I'm saying. You mean is there an ultimate god of sorts in your mind? Would that be the word that you would equate it to? I suppose so. I believe in fate. I believe that what happens, happens. And whether that is good or evil, something has to come from it, yes? So if ultimate evil is, let's say, the worst for all, where good is the best for all, when does the all stop? So let's say a million people are killed in, let, let's just say Kalandor. A million people died there because we were trying to defeat Tatuman. Yet, because we defeat Tatuman, the rest of the world lives. And that is that good? Not for those million people. The obvious answer for ultimate good would be the means and the ends are the same. The, the means, means are the death of a million people. Yes. So is that good? No. The means and the ends need to be the same, or else it's not good. The ends could be good, the means could be good. But for it to be pure good, the means and the ends have to be the same. And yet you are opposed by evil, yes? You yes. are together. Evil and I do not. We are opposed. I can work with neutrality as far as law is concerned. I can even work with chaos, but evil is so far removed from me that we rarely interact. Our forces push against each other. 
Uh, tell me, uh, can you look at a current situation and see the objective good in it? Would you be able to judge something good? Can I see something good in this? Well, no, actually. I had a very specific question, um, and I'll just ask it, I guess, and if you are unable to give me an answer, then that will be my answer. Um, I've had a lot of people say that the church I work for is evil. I see how much good that we cause, especially within my sect of the church. But is the organization as a whole evil, the Church of Theos, or just some? Do we outweigh the bad that we cause? At times, as we exist through time and move forward, we will find which direction the church takes in the multiverse. Being good, I have seen it be good, where it does, the ends and the means are the same. I have seen it where the ends are justified by evil means, though the ends are good. And I have seen it be evil the whole way through. As we move through the multiverse, the more we can unite with one another, the more we can stop the splitting of different paths and, and create a more unified timeline. Thank you. Um, that was an interesting answer. How are the fights going? Um, I mean, you know, well for some. And um, for the others, it's kind of an ass-kicking. Like, I mean, even Tanahano goes down, which is surprising. <laughs> huh. Good's like, I would have never... I, I, I didn't predict that happening. Hmm. Uh, when we died just now and saw all of the existence, did you not see this coming? Or is this a new timeline that you have not yet experienced? No, this was... So are you, are you saying, do I exist with time as it moves forward? Is, is that what you're asking? Just so I'm clear. Yeah, because um, like I'm, if she's if she's seen everything or not, basically is what I'm getting at. Like, because she's not expect she didn't expect Tanahana to go down, right? And yet she's surprised by it, or is she surprised because it's just been so long that things haven't changed? Or no, it's she's no. I this was always a possibility, and there are timelines I exist in in which this is the reality that she does stay up and the other is dying. I'm surprised that this current iteration of myself is living through the one where she goes down. The odds were very, very slim that this would be the one path of existence I would be traveling down. It, it, it is the fact that it seems like those other two don't want to be fighting her at all. Yes, it's almost as if someone rolled some dice and put these combatants to face each other as opposed to thinking it through at all. Is this not evil at work? I would These say two. so. Can you not oppose it then? We can. We need to find a crack in law, though. Mm -hmm. A way for this action not to be justified. Well, what of this one here, at the end? The rules that were given to us and stipulated is that we would fight in justified combat, and the winners would be able to go, and the losers would fulfill the four souls. What of this last fight? Um pains me to see it, but the other ones are pretty clear-cut from what I can see. Uh, those last two, though, they've won, and we're they still have. missing one soul. They have. And good smiles, they say. I think we found some justification. We can challenge the law. And as they all die, Tanahano, Zalara, and Drathan, we hear the choo-choo of the train returning. 
You all are standing again in the room, surrounded by the light and brightness of chaos at the rather banal table of the tribunal. And you walk through the door that wasn't there. The train disappears, and you see all the living and the dead standing there. And Law, smiling, picks up the bodies, and he rubs his hands. He says, This blood now. This blood gets me a little bit there. I need more blood to f finally seal that back up again. Who wants to be the sacrifice? Um, no. We only have three. We need four. That was not the law you established. We did not say that there would be any sacrifice. Those were not the rules stipulated, nor the law that you built. I think it was understood. This battle was nothing more than a sacrifice in and of itself. Was it not? No. No, we did not all know that. Those other four, they did not know that. You just thrust that upon them without any explanation or reasoning. The definition of a sacrifice is something willingly offered. If these four did not willingly offer themselves, then it is not a sacrifice. You said that this would be a trial law. This is not a trial. This is an unwarranted execution. The second two of us decided not to show up, they were going to lose more. They had no choice in the matter. They couldn't defend themselves. Law stands there, his mouth open a little bit. What are, what are Rosie and Lynn thinking? I mean, you guys have just come Oh, we're there? You... I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, the bodies, every, all the all the combatants everyone's and the bodies, everyone's back. You all rode back in on the train, but the train's disappeared, and now the bodies are on the ground, okay. and the combatants are standing there. I still really don't know what's going on here. We're just thrown into battle, and it, it, was this about the the the, uh, the seal that we we opened? Yes, yes. Because there was nothing anywhere near that seal that gave any indication that this is what would happen. Because if I'd known that, I wouldn't have touched the damn thing. It, it, it was written on there on the seal. In what language? Well, it, I mean, yeah, you couldn't read it now. It's only been a few years, but you have all mm. lost the... You could not have updated it or something? Maybe Made two. it universally readable? Do you, do, you, do you understand how long it would take me to up... Or how much I, I would just be updating languages? Every time a new language appeared, you, you, you have a new language every thousand years or so. And in that time, the languages themselves changed vastly. It's really hard to keep up. You literally have all of time. You could have used images. So you're lazy and you don't look at what you're doing, like, and how it's going to work going forward. You sound... I, how did you create all of this? Honestly, it's kind of baffling. Once again, I did not create anything. None of us did. We just are. And we're the forces that make up creation. Hmm. We are not creators. Well, um... But you made that seal, so you created something. While they're kind of chit-chatting this, uh, Mole is going to walk over to where the bodies are, specifically to, to Zalara, um, because that was their com the only one of their companions that has died, except for Tanahano, but she was kind of weird. You so, forgot well, she was there like three out of four episodes. All the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like I was actually actively forgetting that she had died right now, if I'm being I, honest. I, I, I'm so. not going to lie, I think before we started the fight last time, somebody said, what about Tanahano? And I had to quickly be like, yeah, okay, yeah, she's, she's fighting too. Yeah, she'd be up to fight and give her soul for this. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he's going to walk over to 
to uh, Zalara and uh, kind of inspect her. Pretty bloodied corpse, as far as I remember from last time. Such a talon and beak marks on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. looked like she went through, a, you know, kind of a dull wood chipper, so it didn't like totally <laughs> disseminate her. <sighs> this doesn't play around. Mm. What are you yes. doing over there? So, oh. where do you go from here, Law? And Law's face gets kind of red. No, this isn't supposed to happen. The chances of this happening like this in this timeline are so slim mm-hmm. that this is the, the timeline we're going down. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. We need a sacrifice to make things right. And I'll look to good. And good is now, you know, how uh, Law appears like a dwarf. Good appears to be like a small giant now, 10 feet tall. His eyes are flaming with fire. And he looks down and he says, Law, you've acted through emotion and contrived this situation in a way that law no longer makes sense. You're in danger of a paradox of yourself, which cannot happen. And he opens his mouth and a sword shoots out and it cuts through law and you hear a yell as law comes into, he splits into a thousand pieces and then comes back together, slightly changed. He said, all right, well, thank you for that good. That was a bit of a misstep, was it not? All right. So, um, in my opinion, this trial is now invalid, and I have no qualms doing this. And they're going to reach down. Um, I've got, there's plenty of time for me to do this and everything. I'm just going to cast Revivify on Zalara. We're sucking that soul right back in her body, because Mole's a level 12 cleric. I can do that shit. Um, uh, so I have that, and I'm gonna walk gonna over. It's not gonna cost us 650 gold. Hey. Uh, guess what? Um, all of my starting wealth were spent on enough to revive an entire party. So we are okay. I've had them in my inventory the whole time. Um, literally, that's why Mole has been so poor since he started. As I spent all of it on the stuff for Revivify. Um. <laughs> I and and he'll literally proceed to walk over to all three that died because this wasn't fair and revive them because this was not fair. <laughs> this wasn't. Um, the judgment, the rules were set according to the law. There was honorable combat and it revolved and it resolved and there was no justice met no law so i think that this to use a court metaphor i guess this trial is a wash in law tr- looks at you, looks at you um garen you would have noticed since you weren't revivifying people and so would have apu that as law was split apart and the sword came down on him you notice there was like a little sliver of it looks like lava that just kind of traveled across the ground and then wraps itself back up into the humanoid lava form of evil. He says, mm-hmm. I I agree. I don't know what came over me. Well, evil contaminated you. I'm not sure you saw that. And good appears now in the form of a small child and touches law on at hand and says, <sighs> I know you two like to drink alone a lot and there's a lot of attraction there, but really, let's, let's cool it a little bit. Six or seven millennia, please. I'm not... Wait, where are we? I told you it was a bad idea, Zilara, but welcome back. I'm... Okay. Um, Lynn will pipe up because 
people are like really really talking now and, and lynn likes to talk um and <laughs> and lynn will will pipe up and they'll go oh hey I've, I've never met you before hi i'm lynn um we were all teleported to a weird place and now we're here that should get you caught up if you didn't know oh much. uh um, what's well the teleporting it. was partially well no it's really his fault it's their fault uh the law person uh said that you had done something that you needed to atone for and that we were to kill you to bring the planes back into alignment uh yeah the the announcer person um the floating floating he looked like a satyr i think um Mm -hmm. the floating satyr guy said as much i think at the beginning of our fight um but uh i i'm not sure what what was happening i don't know what crime i'm atoning for okay so here's the thing we were at a castle and there was this like thing on the floor that very clearly had something you know really neat and magical underneath and I couldn't read what it said at all. It was just like runes or something. And so like I was, and there was like a bunch of evil stuff around and we thought maybe that this was going to help us somehow, like to be able to get rid of the evil stuff. Like maybe that's what was keeping all the, you know, cause there's a bunch of ghosts around and they were pretty scary. So we were trying to, you know, make them go away. And so we thought that maybe if we opened it, that we would be able to help that like, help these souls go you know be resting and whatever whatever happens when you die um and not just be stuck in the castle um that didn't happen and then the whole world did the the two things on are you where are you guys from are you from our planet <laughs> i don't think you would even know planet right are you like like oh, I that's true you, rosie I, doesn't rosie know, wouldn't know that there's a multi oh, we are. like yeah. like right, right, other right. planes right except for the two things interconnecting that's yeah. true mm-hmm. So are you guys from like the other thing? Like the, 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 was it blue or purple? I can't remember what purple. color that. Okay. Are you from like the purple world? Are you, are you trying to make it work from that side? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. They both look more or less similar, but I, um, I do not know the answer for that my, myself. Um, I do not think so. I'm from Kalendor. That's, I guess the easiest explanation I could give. Um... So, Solara would understand by this point, right? Like, how that sealed, because it was all explained to us. Okay. Trying to keep my character straight. (laughs) Um, Okay, so as I understand it, there were, obviously you, um, uh, broke some kind of seal and brought the the planet, or the planet of Shamhara. Uh, I either revealed another version of it, Uh, from a different plane of existence, or it brought into another, another planet entirely. I'm not really sure what the other purple stuff was, but we had that same doubling on our side. So it's kind of, I I think we're from the same place. I'm pretty sure that it was all on our plane. And I'll look over to one of like the, um, whoever happens to be closest, the forces of creation, law or good or whomever. And they nod. Yes, that is correct. Mm. So yeah. The problem oh, okay. still remains of our our world still too. That that is okay, my brother. Actually, um, because I I pr- like especially being a paladin, I think I could identify you as a sect of uh, Komana. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no question. Um, yes, uh, cousin. I I it does not, but that is okay. There is a solution. Um, the 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 tribulation. 
that you all went through really um that was a law that was established by this person over here and they'll kind of you know gesture at law and, um, and law sticks up his hands and he shrugs his shoulders and like what are you gonna do like in, <laughs> these things happen in order to resolve that situation i think a more amicable law can be established and we can resolve this um right that's that's what i'm here for to talk and discuss and resolve things in a better way and they're gonna look specifically at apu when they say this um because we left it on a really rough foot so that everybody can be protected in the end what do you mean you left it on a really rough foot uh apu directly asked mole if he was going to help them in this fight uh-huh. and mole basically said that while he he wouldn't harm the other people um, <laughs> that was basically it um i know okay maybe that's a little bit of meta knowledge but there was definitely a tension there um, <laughs> there was there was tension between them towards yeah, the, at so, the end when yeah, i went on the train yeah. sort of thing so mole's trying to make a very specific point <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> this is gotcha. how Mole does things. Mole's not gonna necessarily jump into killing somebody, but we were able to talk our way out of this situation. So I have to wonder okay. if you if law can be contaminated by evil, is it still something to follow wholeheartedly when it skews what law actually means? Well, as we have experience in different areas, law is ever changing. Some areas have confused me, such as the chaos plane. I don't think uh, above the table ben i don't think that's a conversation that that, that gara's gonna win i think apu oh, no. is towards neutral lawful neutral um i don't care about good or evil i'm law like that's, that's the, the law <laughs> yeah okay so like that dragon that came after us um it's kind of dead now is that a problem are we in trouble for that too uh, and Lynn's gonna kind of bend down to Rosie a little bit. Uh, Rosie, um, as somebody who's been in one or two court trials myself, um, you never bring up your other crimes during <laughs> your trial. Just, just a quick tip, you know. Um, but they, but they're the ones who sent him. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but we, if we, we're not we at could... fault here, maybe he should come back too. Oh, oh, he was scary. I mean, sure, but he wasn't, he was just following what Law said, and if Law was evil at the time, then maybe we should bring back the dragon and tell him, like, you don't have to come after us. He seemed good enough. He was just trying to follow whatever it took to do the thing he needed to do. Okay, okay, I'm on board with that. Just, just don't tell them about all of our crimes, okay? Okay. I would just, just this. (laughs) So... So anyway, um, that dragon that you sent after us, like, he was just doing what evil law told him to do, so is there any way that he can get back? Because he seemed nice enough if he wasn't, you know, trying to kill us so that we would seal the thing again. Yes, I feel that law has been abused enough that we can grant this, good says. Yay! I like dragons a lot. Preferably without... (laughs) the desire to sacrifice us again if at all possible and um you know uh maybe you let them off the hook this time um i know they said something they were really annoyed at us because they've been kind of kept cooped up for a, a a previous i guess misstep that they talked a lot about it when they were trying to kill us um maybe 
maybe just call that one a wash too and let them let them go you know um everybody deserves to be free at some point and good says i cannot do this for the dragon throughout all time but for this reality it is done she says yay yay undid one so- bad solara did <laughs> okay what's about the reason we came here is it not the most important thing at this point for us at least absolutely and with that we'll call the episode thanks for listening to beholder's eye season three episode one metamorphosis i hope you enjoyed this episode i know we left things on a bit of a cliffhanger last time so hope you got a kick out of the resolution here i know we had a lot of fun with this um it was really good seeing magnar and dulan again so Hopefully we'll get the full download on Dulad's rather sordid tale. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, really, really, please leave a five-star review. Head over to patreon.com forward slash beholders iPod, sign up, get awesome content, which comes out on a mostly semi-regular basis. There's more Tux Edge coming, I swear. Make sure to check out our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BeholdersEyePod. You can follow Ryan, who plays APU and us, at third. Ben, who plays Drathan and Garen at Miro4D2. Cam, who plays Zalara and Rosie at Mets Girl. And Sam, who plays Mullen Lynn at Samslot007. That's the last time I'm saying a few of those names. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Malicious, Lost Time, Organic Meditations 1, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Story Begins, all by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 licenses, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. Sound effects by zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details. 